to Novel Finds, the podcast where we talk about your favorite books, our favorite books, and everything in between. Um, I'm Maggie. And I'm Julia. <laughs> and today we're super, super stoked because we're talking about a little known series, Harry Potter. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe Just- you haven't. And we're sitting down with my friend, Katie. Welcome, Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. We're really, really excited to delve into Harry Potter. I'm like really excited. I'm really nervous though, because Harry Potter is like such a big discussion. Will we get through everything? It is. <laughs> Probably I not. mean, I'm low-key hoping this turns into a two-part episode for <laughs> how, how long uh, we talk. I mean, we'll just like follow Warner Brothers and they're uh, yeah, we'll yeah. Just <laughs> splitting things into two parts. <laughs> Harry Potter part one. Not that we're... <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to make quite as much money as they no, do, but no. you know, but that's no, a, definitely not. <laughs> there's just so much to talk about with Harry Potter, though. It's so hard to not go off on tangents or like, oh my gosh, this fun fact, or like, I'm going to be full of weird facts throughout this whole thing. I feel like, oh, I love a weird fact, right? <laughs> like, there's just so many of them. I also just forget how expansive that universe actually yeah. is. Oh yeah. So yeah, like going through just like the books again and just. I, it's it's a vast universe. Also, it like intersects with all, with ours as well. Oh, so. absolutely! Hey. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too. Um, okay. Well, let's just kick it off. Okay. Katie, what is yes. your Hogwarts house? I am a tried and true Hufflepuff. I knew Woo! it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember as a kid just desperately wanting to be a Gryffindor. And, like, slowly coming to the conclusion that I I am not. Um, (laughs) And also, like, for the first few books, there's, like, no interaction with any Hufflepuffs. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was so disappointing at first to realize that I was a Hufflepuff. Because, like, yeah, like, the first reference to Hufflepuffs is Hagrid calling them, like, what does he say? He says something like a lot of old duffers or something (laughs) like that, which is, like, not a super positive connotation. But, uh... Yeah, I've I've come to love the house, especially like it was so exciting when Pottermore came mm-hmm. out and uh, there was like the description of the actual Hufflepuff common room and how it was like always sunny and it felt cozy and that there were like plants that Professor Sprout brought in and then yeah then I was like oh okay this is this is not bad this is this is a good thing yes. I can embrace have it's you, okay <laughs> have you seen puffs. No, I actually haven't. I haven't even read it. Oh, man. It is quite funny. I I watched it when I was in Denver, what, like two years ago, I think. And it was literally just Harry Potter from a Hufflepuff's point of view. And Cedric is like the big deal. And he's just like leading all of these Hufflepuffs around. It's so funny. You have to check it out. Okay, I love that. I wonder if it's coming back at all when theater oh yeah returns to new york at all i don't know if it was still running actually though i feel like but, it was okay it probably was that seems like one of those shows that like everyone i know and their like sister auditioned for <laughs> so maggie you auditioned for that um i was going to but every time they had auditions there was like 700 people there. The line was like circling the audition room and then like circling all of the hallways. And I was like, I'm just here for fun. I'm just doing this for kicks. So <laughs> I better get out of here. <laughs> yeah. 
And some people, that was like their dream project. Exactly. So, fair enough. Yes. The other 700 people. Right. <laughs> they were all taking it very seriously. So I was like, oh, I, I should leave. I should go. Fair. That's very kind of you. Maggie, what's your Hogwarts house? Girl, you know I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh. Oh, yay. <laughs> Forever and ever. I know. It's, um, well, you, Katie, you were saying this, but like people used to like really make fun of them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're a Hufflepuff. Oh, okay. And I was like, whoa, okay. First of all, at the Battle of Hogwarts, Hufflepuff were the first group to stand with Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. So how about you back yes. off from me right now? <laughs> I can totally see Maggie though, um, being like a Hufflepuff with like a Ravenclaw moon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do an astrology There's, chart with how Yeah, oh, absolutely. There, I can't remember what film they do that in, but I was like, oh, I could totally. But also, like, then I would be, I would be like a Hufflepuff son with a Hufflepuff, <laughs> probably a Hufflepuff rising. But Full that's Hufflepuff. amazing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'm a tragedy. Oh, Julia, what's yours then? I'm a Slytherin. Oh yes. <laughs> So I like what you were saying earlier when you had a hard time in the books were just like dragging on Hufflepuffs all the time. I was like, yeah, I get that. I was not pleased when I found out that I was a Slytherin. I was trying to take the Pottermore quiz to get me into Ravenclaw, which apparently shows that I should be in Slytherin. Ah! That you were taking it with like an Yeah, attention. I had yeah. the ambition to be a Ravenclaw and it just didn't work out because they saw my ambition as snake-like. So Perhaps you also have a Ravenclaw movie. Maybe. Or a Ravenclaw rising. I still don't actually know the difference between those two terms, so I just throw them out there. I think the moon is like your emotions. Yeah, moon oh, moon is right. like the inner self, and then rising, I think, is how people perceive you, whereas sun, sun is go. your external personality, moon is your internal, rising is how you're perceived or something like that. Maybe then you're a Ravenclaw rising. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is an abomination, the way I'm doing it. No, this is amazing. (laughs) We're trying. (laughs) Three people who know nothing about astrology. I actually know quite a bit. It's just been a while since I've done it. I I just kind of like pick up pieces Mm -hmm. of it here and there and then throw it into my everyday life without actually knowing what I'm saying. It makes you sound mystical. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, exactly. It really does. I know a little (laughs) bit about like Leo and Cancer because I am a Leo and a Cancer. But otherwise, I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I kind of get, uh, I'm I'm a Capricorn, and I feel like I really don't relate to that. Mm. So (laughs) sometimes I just get mad at astrology. That's fair. I I started like reading stuff because every time I told people I was a Leo, they would go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, hey, I I mean, it does make sense, but it's not a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) So then I started reading about it so I could understand what people were saying (laughs) (laughs) and they like rolled their eyes at me like oh yeah you're a leo okay Uh. (laughs) well i mean god forbid there's someone listening to this who hasn't read harry potter but i'm gonna give us a little do those exist maybe i wrote like the simplest synopsis that i could possibly think of I can't wait to hear yeah, that. That encompasses all seven books. So here we I go. I really hope it starts with <laughs> a boy who lived in a cupboard. Okay. Um, it doesn't. Dang. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. I'm really sorry about that. 
Um, I couldn't fit everything, you guys. I tried to limit myself to a half-page summary. Okay, here we go. wow, okay. Well done! Thank you. After the death of his parents, Harry Potter grew up with his cruel aunt and uncle, never knowing that he was a part of the wizarding world. On his 11th birthday, he received his acceptance letter to the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. While there, he becomes best friends with the loyal Ron Weasley and the brilliant muggle-born Hermione Granger. He excels at Quidditch, the popular wizarding sport. However, each year involves great danger and drama as the dark Lord Voldemort rises in power. Harry, the chosen one and the boy who lived, must find a way to destroy him. Featuring an eccentric cast of characters, including Hagrid, Neville Longbottom, Draco Malfoy, Professor McGonagall, Albus Dumbledore, and Sirius Black, Harry Potter is an epic tale of friendship and love prevailing over darkness and hatred. Bravo! Nice! Thank you, thank that you. That didn't seem like half a page. Um, it's really short. It's a, it's a is third it double-spaced? Okay. No, <laughs> it isn't. And it's only 11-point <laughs> font. Oh, wow. Okay. But if I scroll down, I can still see a little bit of it. Um, so I have a fun fact. I actually had to like look up fun facts because I was like, this is too broad. I know too much. So I was like looking at (laughs) lists and I found one, but it's spoiler city for those that haven't read the books, but I don't really care because Harry Potter has been out forever. Are you guys good with it? I don't care. I mean, if you don't want to hear it, like skip the 15 second button. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I found this on Parade.com, and it is a fact that says, In Prisoner of Azkaban, Professor Trelawney refused to sit at a table with 12 other characters because she would be the 13th, and the first one to get up after that would die. But in Order of the Phoenix, 13 members of the Order are sitting, and Sirius was the first to stand up. And then he also dies. But what's also crazy about that moment... Right, because right because Scabbers is in like Ron's pocket, so there's already yes. thirteen people at the table. Right, but in that moment when she says it in the in the book, Albus Dumbledore is the first to stand in that moment, and he's the first one to die of that group. Oh wow! And then oh, Sirius Black yeah. is the first to die right, from his right. group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's funny because I remember Sirius's death was the one that like I was not prepared for. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean. Oh, gosh. I was, like, also, like, I was, I think, eight when that book came out, and I clearly remember being convinced that Hermione was going to die in that oh, book. Oh, man. So. Oh, no. I was, uh. I was, I can't tell you. I was so convinced. So were you like, relieved I, when it was serious instead of Hermione? No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, like, not that I wanted Hermione to die, but, like, I, I can't tell you. I just remember that, that in interviews, J.K. Rowling was saying there will be, like, a huge death. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I couldn't, I like couldn't fathom a huger death than Hermione at the time. <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, that's fair. <laughs> I was like, without her, Ron and Harry are well, they're screwed. They're like, they're not going to do anything. They're not going right. to be able to get yeah. anything. They're so, gonna die. <laughs> they're gonna die. I remember. But then. <laughs> I remember reading oh. an article the other day where it was like Gary Oldman and the character that played Remus Lupin or the the actor. I forget his name. David yes, Thewlis. Yes, David Thewlis. So they like lived near each other. So when that book came out, he was like so excited and jazzed and he was like, oh, I'm so much like more in this book. I can't wait. And David's just like, did you read all of it? 
And he's like, no, not yet, but I'm doing it. And then he came back a few days later, just sits down so dejected and is like, she killed me. Oh, <laughs> and, oh <laughs> like, that must oh. hurt. It's like the ultimate rejection right. is finding yeah. out that you die. <laughs> right. Oh, so By so the sad. way. Oh, that is really sad. I have like a funny fun fact. Okay. Um, because okay. everybody who knows Harry Potter knows that Harry Potter uses Expelliarmus like all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he only uses it. And I say only, but he use, only uses it 36 times. And it's actually only the fifth most popular one that he uses. It's like the other ones really? Accio, Lumos, Expecto Patronum, and I think Stupefy. And then it's wow. Expelliarmus. But in my mind, I'm always like, he's like always screaming Expelliarmus. He really, <laughs> he's always screaming it. Like if it was counting on ones <laughs> that he screams, I think that one would be number one. Expelliarmus is yeah. at the top. That's fair. <laughs> but I guess it makes sense with Accio because like, man, I would be lazy and I would use Accio in like every day. Life. All the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I would not want to get up and get things from across the room. I'd just use that. I would be trying Wingardium Leviosa to, like, use other stuff to turn stuff on. I think that's what I would do. (laughs) I like that. That's excellent. Well, let's get into even more. Um, What is your favorite Harry Potter book? Okay, so I feel like it changes on a regular basis. What's your current one, then? My current favorite is Goblet of Fire. Ooh! Um... Yeah. Um, I think because that was the first time I think we started to understand like how broad the scope of the wizarding world actually mm-hmm. is um, and seeing the different schools and also that like hope of like, oh, is there an American school? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so there was that. I mean, also just in general, I think like, we, we finally got an idea of like where things were actually mm-hmm. going and that Harry would eventually have to face Voldemort. And, like, the stakes were upped so much in that book. Also, the loss of a Hufflepuff was particularly tragic. Yeah. So, yeah. And and just having... I think that was, like, the first real, like, innocent death that Harry, like, encounters. Yeah. You know? I would the agree first, with that. The first one of his friends, of his, like, circle, of his community right. that, like, dies... Well, he is mm-hmm. not an infant. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I love Goblin. Nice. Also, like, I'm a sucker for the Yule Ball chapter. I could read that chapter a million times over. Oh, that chapter is so fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I love the part where Snape is, like, angrily just pushing bushes out of the way. <laughs> I was like, dude, <laughs> you could have found a date. Like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, he couldn't have. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd love to watch Snape attempt to ask someone on a date. <laughs> it would be so painful. I could never. The secondhand embarrassment would be too oh. real. Oh. oh, man. No. But yeah. I guess he could simply, like, drug someone with a love potion. Not or... a great character, but he does have ethics. Oh, yes, you're right. Also, I think that in itself requires some sort of interaction, too. Right, <laughs> that was yeah. true. So He'd awkward. have to, like, sidle up to someone with a cup of tea and offering them tea. Yes. And they'd be like, what and are you doing? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, if Snape, I'm, I don't think I would. Even though Snape does have ethics, I still would not take the tea. No, absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> well, Tatiana, our episode with Tatiana, she asked us, Baggy and I, what our favorite books book is and i think both of us actually agreed 
that our favorite book is the sixth one. Yes. Half-Blood Prince. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Why are both, or what are both of your individual reasons for the Half-Blood Prince being your favorite? So I really like the Half-Blood Prince because it feels like they're mini adults and like Uh Harry got over being mad all of the time in the fifth book and it was such a relief like he's get he gets so Ginny. he starts learning about the history of voldemort and i really love those those parts where he's like learning about the horcruxes and working with dumbledore like those are my favorite parts um so that's why i like the book a lot yeah i mean i think part of my love of the sixth one is also a relief that i no longer had to read the fifth one oh um, oh God. people who say the fifth one is their favorite really baffles me because it is very clear that her editor did not help her. Like, yes, <laughs> I'm like, okay, JK Rowling, why did you make the decision to publish this without your editor's approval? Um, it needs to be edited by like 200 pages. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter is so angsty. Like mm-hmm. it's like too much. He has no redeeming qualities in the whole book. And we um, get stuck with Umbridge in that book. Yeah. I mean, she's true. a great villain, but there's no, there's just like too much. Pain. It's yeah. too much pain. On. It's too much sadness. It's too much darkness. And they're all like, oh my God, I have to take my. The OWLs. Yeah. yeah I got secondhand stress <laughs> that for sure. I was like, okay, oh. I get it. They're coming up, but also like, there are only like four careers to choose from. So again, let's like take a deep <laughs> breath. True. It's going to be okay. So by the time the sixth book came out, I was so excited. And also I love. I love like a prequel and a lot of the sixth book felt like it was moving the plot forward. Like you were learning so much about what Mm -hmm. was going to happen in the end game, but also it was a lot of prequel information. So I felt like it was a lot of like, you're learning why Dumbledore and Voldemort are the way that they are and like what's going on between them to lead us to where we are right now, as well as like so many big, big plot steps were being taken and it was just very exciting i think also just all of us being similar ages too when the sixth book came out like like that was that was the first time where i was able to kind of a little more actively interact with the fandom yeah i was able to go to like a midnight release and so i think there's just a lot of memories surrounding that as well definitely we were also slowly yes. becoming not just children, but like teenagers, yeah. or at least nearing teenagers. Nearing. We were like 12, I think, when that 12. came out. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, because I was in eighth grade when the seventh one came out. The seventh. Okay. So I must have been 11 or 12 when the sixth one that came out. That makes sense. Yeah. You're um, older than that in eighth grade. You're 14 in eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So when the sixth one came out, I must have been 11 or 12, is what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you meant the. Never mind. so tangential question actually what job would you want if you were in the wizarding world oh oh boy that's hard i feel like i would probably do well in some sort of job at the ministry i would not be an aurora though that's that's terrible no i would not either um Oh, gosh. I have never actually thought about this. Actually, maybe I'll just, like, work at Three Broomsticks. That sounds <laughs> yeah, great. That's See, amazing. I'd make a sick bartender. A, a part of me is like, well, I would want to be a professor. But I'm like, but I don't want to live at Hogwarts with all those whiny teens. <laughs> Otherwise, I think I would, like, own my own shop on Diagon Alley or something. Nice. Yeah, I would want to work in wand lore. I think I would be the next Ooh. Ollivander. That's what I would want oh, to do. Oh, that's exceptional. Wow. 
That actually sounds. I've Julia thought about it. A Slytherin lot. is coming through. <laughs> that ambition. She's like, not only am I a wand keeper, I'm the next Ollivander. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I think they're still possibly looking for a replacement, right? Like, I don't. Not that I've been up to date in the goings on with Diagon Alley, but. But if they need someone. Right. All right. So that was just the tangent that I wanted because Maggie okay. said there were four jobs available. I, mean, I was like, oh, which one would you want? There's so many though. There's also a little part of me that was thinking a healer at like mm. St. Mungo's. But also I, I, I'd, I'd have to be in like some really like low-key ward. Like I can't deal with crazy injuries. I think I'd get a little too squeamish. You could so. be in like the permanent ward with or like the mind ward with Lockhart. There we go. Because they're not. No, no, no. That's he's too annoying. <laughs> Heck no! I would, I would not have the patience for Lockhart. Yeah, I would he not. He's so funny. <laughs> he's the I could worst. Not. An excellent character, but I would, I would go out. I would be, I would be driven crazy just by interacting with Lockhart on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Even like before he went crazy, his personality reminds me of people that I don't like. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> So I couldn't do it. No, he's such an irritating <laughs> character. But it's funny. I love the like headcanon that Dumbledore knew exactly what he was doing. And he was just like, I'm just going to sit back and watch this happen this year. That's I, I'm very glad that that exists because like in my brain, I, that's something I cannot forgive Dumbledore for. I'm like, must, why? Mm-hmm. Why did this happen? And also just like a man who, I, I yeah. <laughs> I digress. I, he's he is a very frustrating individual, and <laughs> yeah, he is. Yep, yep. <laughs> I lost all my thoughts. I just <laughs> well, Katie. Um, what is your favorite quote? Oh, okay. So I have it on here. Um, it's kind of more of a passage, honestly, but it is um from the Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. and it is chapter twenty, I believe. It's uh after Ron returns. And I don't know why, but it always just gets my heart a little bit. Um, But it begins with Ron speaking, and he's referring to Dumbledore. And he says, he knew what he was doing when he gave me the deluminator, didn't he? He, well, Ron's ears turned bright red, and he became engrossed in a tuft of grass grass at his feet, which he prodded with his toe. He must have known I'd run out on you. No, Harry corrected him. He must have always known you'd always want to come back. Oh, and it just gets my heart every single time. They're best friends. They're best friends. And also, that's like another moment of Dumbledore really knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes when we lose faith in him, like there's there's moments where it, mm-hmm. we kind of are rede- or he redeems himself even posthumously. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Oh, Julia said that at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Well, Julia, what's your favorite quote? So my favorite quote is from the fourth book, actually, which used to be like my least favorite book. But since my read through, I liked it more. It's from Sirius. And Sirius is talking to the trio about Barty Crouch and just like his character. And he says, if you want to know what a man's like, take a good look at how he treats his inferiors, not his equals. And I'm just like, that's very applicable to yeah, the rest definitely. of life. Yeah. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. I like that too. What about you, Maggie? Oh, I'm cheesy, you guys. My favorite one. <laughs> don't come for me, okay? Please don't but be it's- always. It's not always, is it? <laughs> no, I'm not oh. gross. Um, <laughs> but my favorite one is the one, like the really big Dumbledore quote from Prisoner of Azkaban. 
Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers oh. to turn on the light. Nice. Well, I mean, that is, is a good one. It is cheesy, but it's still yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not always, so. No. <laughs> oh, Goodbye. Man. Katie, uh, do you have a favorite character? Yes. Um, I think, honestly, it's two characters, though, and and often for the same reason. Ooh. Um, both Hagrid and Dobby. Aww. Um, yeah. Because, oh, gosh. I mean, they, n- neither of them ever wavers in their friendship and their loyalty and mm-hmm. their love for Harry. Yeah, and they also neither of them ever, like, fail to make you smile, too. Um, there's, there's, like, um... A part, one of my, like, favorite Dobby moments is, I think it's in Goblet of Fire, where there's, like, a full description of his outfit. Um, I know what you're talking <laughs> where he's about. Like, yeah, he's, like, wearing, like, children's soccer shorts. Yep. And, like, oh, it's so exceptional. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, I just adore both of those characters so They're much. They're very wholesome characters. Like, you never want anything oh. bad to happen to them ever. And we have so many characters who kind of like fall from their pedestals Mm -hmm. I think that like in in the early books we really really idolize and then we kind of see them for what they are yeah and and we're fully aware especially with Hagrid we're fully aware of his flaws from the beginning Mm -hmm. um but he like never has that like fall or that moment that like ruins him for us and I kind of cling to those characters yeah yeah that makes sense what about both of you who are your favorite characters uh, you want to go first, Maggie? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite characters are Remus Lupin, Hermione, and Dobby, for sure. Yeah, Dobby! <laughs> yeah, I just love them. I mean, Hermione's, like, my woman, such a badass all the time, and, like, the only reason anyone can ever accomplish anything. So true. And Remus Lupin was, like, a great not a father figure, because that's more like serious Black, but he was like a great mentor to Harry when he needed somebody and mm-hmm. someone who continued to put others first, even though he was going through his own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And Dobby for obvious reasons. I mean, he's a cute little house elf who defends anybody. I just love him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Hi, my favorites are probably uh, Remus Lupin, because on it, like... Book three is really great, and I love the way that he's supportive of other people, especially, like, standing up in his, like, quiet defiance, but still, like, staying strong in his values and everything. I And he's, like, mischievous. He's an adult, but he's yeah. very uh-huh. intelligent. He's a very good teacher, supports all of his students, but is still, like, kind of mischievous, and I just think that's really fun. Um so I really like Remus Lupin, and I also actually really like Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings about, like, the end of his journey, mm-hmm. but I do think Dumbledore is on the same vein, like, very intelligent, supportive, and mischievous. <laughs> like, he's just, <laughs> he's got that twinkle. And he knows more than what he says. Definitely. Well, which characters do you guys see yourselves as? I feel like there's a little Luna Lovegood in me. Uh, same. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Yeah. I have my Luna moments, yeah. though, for sure. I, I would say I'm <laughs> probably a mix of Luna and Ginny. Book Ginny, not movie Ginny. Ooh, yeah. Not movie Ginny. Yeah, totally. She doesn't exist. No. <laughs> because there's barely a movie Ginny. 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. She's barely there at all. Poor Bonnie. Yeah, I know. She was there in Chamber of Secrets. And then mm-hmm. Yeah, then she left. Maybe we actually lost her in the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor girl. Maggie, do you see yourself as Hermione? Um, I definitely want to be, but I don't think I'm quite as confident or like dedicated to my intelligence <laughs> as Hermione is. I think I would probably be more of like a Molly Weasley. Oh, oh we I love, love that. that. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Molly yes. Weasley is amazing. <laughs> Undying love for that woman. I know. She's so cute and like so loving to everyone. And then she comes in the Deathly Hollows and like mm-hmm. such a badass all of a sudden. Yes. Okay. I see you. Oh my gosh. What I would give to have grown up in the Weasling house or the Weasley household. That would have, ugh. Yes. I, I would have had so much fun. I can be, I can be the last, they can have, I'll replace Ginny. There That's you go. Too. The movie Ginny. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. We got it all figured out. There we go. They have a new daughter. She's blonde. <laughs> Where did she come from? We don't know. <laughs> Genetically, she does not match the family. <laughs> So we went over favorite characters. Do you have a least favorite character? I mean, the obvious, of course. <laughs> we all hate Umbridge. We know why. She's a child of She's the worst. She's a blood supremacist. Yeah. I also have a lot of disdain, though, for Wormtail. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't stand nope. him. Um, him and his watery eyes. Oh, I uh, hate the way he's described. Mm-hmm. His watery and I sure as heck don't like rats. Oh, so yeah. combination there. Yeah, there's uh, there's just something so disgusting about betraying your mm-hmm. like your childhood friends. Yeah, and you as a Hufflepuff would never do that. Oh heck no, mm-hmm. never, never. No, I would die for them absolutely. But then again, I also would never tell <laughs> in Baltimore. So I guess I can't say for sure. <laughs> It's a different sort of pressure to put on a friendship. It really is. Yeah. Um, no, I think I still would, though. I think I still would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. At least I'm going to say it on a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For legal. No, purposes. I don't think you would betray. I mean, I don't know you very well, but you don't seem like the type of person <laughs> right. to betray anyone. Thank you, Julie. You're welcome, Katie. I appreciate that. <laughs> so who is your least favorite, then? Uh, Umbridge. Just Obviously. the worst. She's... All of the reasons you said. She's just awful, toad-like. I love her description that she's just squat and toad-like and covered in pink. And she's like the bad version of cats. Like we have McGonagall, who is Uh the perfect version of cats. And then we have Umbridge, who is like the antithesis of it. And just like, I love watching them interact or like, reading about them interacting with each other because that's just it's so funny but umbridge she's the literal worst like she's even worse than voldemort in my opinion yeah well she is because voldemort is like open he about what he's gonna do he's like i'm just gonna kill you if you get Mm -hmm. in my way and that's what's gonna happen but she plays like psychological mind games for control Mm -hmm. And that is honestly more terrifying. It's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. And our introduction with to her, she is doing that to children. Like, she's targeting children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is even more disgusting. Yeah. I had a thought, though. What if her, because she is constantly described as toad-like, what if her animagus is a toad? It's a cat. But wouldn't it be cool if it was a toad? It would be funny. Like, it'd be so... Oh, animagus. Like, sorry. I was thinking demeaning. Patronus. Yeah. I was like... Yeah. No, her- no, but it would be like so... Uh, make her seem so much less uh, oh my gosh. scary yes, it would. <laughs> if she just turned into a toad. Mm-hmm. 
hopped away. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maggie is your least favorite umbrage? Or- yes, obviously. <laughs> my least favorite is umbrage. I also hate Wormtail and Lockhart. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in terms of like a character that I shouldn't hate, but who annoys me every time he speaks mm-hmm. is Seamus. I'm like, get out of here. Really? <laughs> he never has anything productive to say in the conversation. He's just, That's fair. it's like the side friends are Dean and Seamus and Dean uh-huh. is like trying and Seamus is just like burning up his eyebrows. Seamus is a hot-headed <laughs> Irishman. Yes, he is. This is true. Yeah. He kind of just lives in his own little yeah. world, doesn't yeah. he? I love... He just listens to whatever his grandma says. <laughs> I love the headcanon that Dean and Seamus became boyfriends later. <gasps> I haven't heard, I haven't that, heard that, that either. Well, they're like best friends. And that's just something that I have come across before. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that makes total sense to me. I love mm-hmm. that. Oh, maybe like after Ginny like leaves Dean. Right. Like, Seamus is comforting he, like, him. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sure somebody's already written that fan fiction. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I love Dean. He just cracks me up. I don't know why. That had to have been like a really interesting dorm room to live in because you've got harry and ron who are always getting into hijinks you've got Mm -hmm. neville who's always (laughs) trying to keep up with everyone and then you have dean and seamus and they're like not really friends with harry ron and neville and like dean is a muggle born so he kind of has to pick someone Mm -hmm. and he's like oh well the ginger and the the kid with the scar on his face like they're already best friends, and this other one keeps losing his toad, so I guess it's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I probably, if I were given that selection, I would probably go for the one who keeps losing his toad. Yeah? I feel like I'd have to help him out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I would feel really bad for him. I would pick him, too. And poor Neville just kind of gets bounced around. Um, whoever will help him find Trevor today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've always been curious about the girls, the, the Gryffindor girls story. Mm, mm-hmm. um, man, I just, I, there's so many interactions that we didn't get with Hermione and Lavender. Though, right? Like uh-huh. there has to be a level of betrayal there because like those oh, yeah. two have been living together forever and like they have probably their own outside relationship and then suddenly Lavender starts dating her best friend. Like what happened? Oh, yeah. Something went yeah. down in that dorm room. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a scene we'll never get uh, to. We got to write it. That's a fan mm-hmm. thing. You know, <laughs> J.K. Rowling keeps tweeting information that we don't need, but this is the information we do need. This, yes. What was the conversation in the dorm room? I agree. Tell us, yeah. please. Also, how did it go down? There were five girls, right, in that year as well? I would think so, but I can only think of Hermione, Lavender, and Parvati. I don't know. I mean, I always just assume they didn't give us everyone's names. That's fair. But it's so annoying. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) So this can go to either of you. It doesn't matter who answers first. But if you could go to Hogwarts for a day, what would your ideal class schedule be? Well, I know a class I wouldn't want to take, and that's potions. Mm -hmm. Because I hated chemistry. Oh, same, same. (laughs) Like, for the same reason. (laughs) I know I would be bad at it, and... Professor Snape would be so mean to me. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I'm anxious thinking about potentially taking potions. Me too. 
how am I going to pass my OWLs, guys? <laughs> well, if you're going to work at the three broomsticks, you don't have to. But isn't bartending sort of chemistry in a sense? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not dusty for anything. <laughs> I'll just be Hagrid's assistant. There oh, we go. That'd be fun. <laughs> I don't think I need any OWLs for that. We're good. I want to do charms and the history classes and then transfiguration are like my top three okay your your thoughts are very similar to mine hufflepuff baby (laughs) yeah exactly i would definitely want to start with charms Mm -hmm. because i feel like flitwick would be a wonderful professor in the morning exactly and i think he would love Uh, us i'm just saying yeah and even though like i feel i'm sure professor bins would be very exhausting i really do want to take history Mm -hmm. and magic I love history in real life, so yeah, me too. I feel like I would still enjoy it. Also, Muggle studies could be really fun. I think would it would depend how I was born. If I'm Muggle born, I don't need to take Muggle studies. I think I would want to take it if I was Muggle born because I would love to get the Wizarding perspective on like the world that I grew mm-hmm. up in. Well, that's why Hermione right takes to take it, it too. Yeah, doesn't Ron kind of give her yeah. a lot of credit yeah. for it too? <laughs> Um, I also would want to take divination because you just like need a class that you can goof off in and not pay attention. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's necessary in every schedule. Although I like, I think there would be more to learn than we actually learned as readers. I'm sure. I'm sure sure like Trelawney, we know that that she is, she has some merit. So perhaps every like few years we learn a lot in that class right um and then yeah i'd also want to take transfiguration all right all right me too nice okay julia i swear to god if you say that you want to take potions yeah we're leaving of course she does she's don't look at her (laughs) (laughs) um so i just like think it would be really funny To walk into the dungeons with just, like, a Starbucks cup and be like, sup, Ah! Snape, and then just, like, sit in the back and do whatever I want. (laughs) Because I'm a Slytherin, and he he wouldn't care. That does make sense. She wants to take potions because she will get, like, passed through. I also... She's not going to care. So it's not chemistry, exactly. I hated science, like, through school. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I really enjoy figuring stuff out when I'm cooking and baking. And I feel like that is closer to what potions is for me personally. So I would want to do it just for that reason, because I feel like I'm pretty good at doing that kind of thing. But then I would also want to take uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts, which would be really cool. Only with Lupin, though. And I was thinking the yeah. same thing. Oh my goodness. Right. And I'd be too scared. Obviously, we don't want to take it with Lockhart. No. And, or Umbridge for that matter. No. Moody <laughs> might be cool, but it would have to be like the real Moody, not the Death Eater. The real, oh gosh. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I feel like Ancient Runes might be cool. Oh yeah. That would be interesting. That one I feel like would be cool. And definitely Divination. That's got to be in there. We could have like a Slytherin Hufflepuff well, divination class. Oh, I oh my love gosh, that. that would be so funny. Okay, so, so you'll sit in the back in potions, mm-hmm. and then I'll save a spot for you in divination. Perfect. And we'll, we'll all sit at a Starbucks. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Please bring me Starbucks. Perfect. <laughs> and yeah, we'll have a great yeah, time. Yeah, that's wait. I love it. All right. I'm so excited for class. Right. <laughs> like just I gotta get my it. letter. I know. Yeah. There's a place that you can go where you can do like wizarding stuff for a whole weekend. 
like yes, at a I castle. I sent that I'm, to you. You did? Yes. So fun. I don't remember where it is or what it's um, called. Ready? Yes. Okay. It's in Scotland. <gasps> ah! Where I'm about to live. Ah! Plan our trip now. <laughs> How exciting. So you guys can come over and we can go to Hogwarts. I can have them and <laughs> oh my together. I'm so excited. Also, Julia, if you like want to have a layover in New York, there's a bar in New York that's like... It's, well, you'd like it because potions. Like, you're, you, like, concoct <gasps> your beverages and That's such. cool. It does sound cool. And I think that would provide less anxiety than actual potions class yes. if there's alcohol in Oh, it. absolutely. True. <laughs> Katie or Julia, yes. either or, what event would you want to attend if you were a student at Hogwarts? I'm not a big sports person, but I'd really love to go to the Quidditch World Cup. That would be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that would be so much fun. Also, their version of camping is so sick. It's clamping. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. I like that's another. There are like certain passages that I love to read over and over again. I love the introduction to Diagon Alley, and I love uh, them like setting up camp. Those those are like two that I really adore, and like most of the Christmas chapters. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yes, that's cool. I don't know. I really like. Christmas at Hogwarts, so I think I would just want to be there for Christmas. Christmas at the Mm Borough could be fun, I'm sure. That would be cute, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely just want to experience Christmas at Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, the Triwizard Tournament would be cool to, like, see. Like, I don't need to go to the Yule Ball. I imagine it's just, like, a cuter prom, and I didn't really (laughs) care about that either. I probably would enjoy the Yule Ball, I think. I think it would yeah. be enjoyable, but of all of the events in Harry Potter, that's not the top of my list. No. Yeah, that's not no, the top that's of there. me either. Yeah. yeah. Especially because we kind of got some sort of equivalent mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if either of you had any of the magical items from Harry Potter, which one would it be? Is it lame if I say a wand? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's the most obvious one. Otherwise, I'd probably go with an invisibility cloak. Mm, you know, not not one that makes me escape death or anything, because that right. sounds like a lot of. Sounds like you're asking to escape. Death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just an invisibility cloak. Would be yeah, nice. You know, I didn't even think to say wand. My first thought was the time turner. Ooh, that one also feels like so much responsibility, though. Yeah, I suppose, but. As long as you don't, like, see yourself, you're not going to fuck with time. You know, there's no, like, yeah. black hole that you're going to get sucked into. I just like knowing that I could have the opportunity to do multiple things at once. That is, mm-hmm. you could read so many books. So many books. Very hard. That would be really <laughs> helpful. <laughs> <laughs> just pick a different room of the house with a different book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would pick. I wrote down these questions and I was like, I'm sure I'll have something by the end of this. Like, no, I don't know what I would pick. Well, there's just so many options. There are. I might go with your, like, wand as well. That would just be really cool. As long as it worked. Like. (laughs) Yes. Like your own Yeah. That you got from Ollivander or yourself. I would get it from Ollivander. Yeah. I feel like that would be. Your wands are still in development right now, so. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Have you guys gone to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and pick like had the wand choose you? Oh no, I yes. haven't had it choose. Well, no, when, but I've no wait. I, I got did the one. Pottermore one. Okay, yeah. Um, no, that sounds fun. When I was living down there, um, I had an annual pass to Universal, so I just like had the time 
to do the attraction like many times in a row. So my friend and I did it like 12 times in a row on like a Tuesday in October. So there was nobody there. And eventually (laughs) the person working it was just like, (laughs) fine. It's like, you're not going to leave until I pick you. (laughs) And it was literally so freaking magical when, because when you hold the wand, like the Harry Potter music plays and like wind blows through your hair. And it's Uh, like, oh my God. That's so cool. Yes. You glow. So I had to buy it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. How much was it though? Um, well, I mean, this was like seven years ago, six or seven years ago. So I think it was actually... I mean, it was expensive, but I think it was only eighty dollars. I think they're, okay. I think they're much more expensive now. But I, I kind of, I would say that's yeah. that's I still I think around the price for the interactive ones around the park. Oh, nice, nice. Um, the ones that aren't interactive, I think, are probably a little bit cheaper than that now. I've got to go. I've got to do this. I truly one of the most infuriating moments of my life was my sister when she was in high school, like. They, the band did like a trip to Florida or whatever. And this child, who is now an adult, has, has never read the books. <gasps> I read the first two books to her and I did all the voices. And, <laughs> and we got to the end of the second one. And she said, Katie, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So then when she was on her van trip in Florida, she calls me and goes, you're going to hate me. Um, I am at Harry Potter World and I'm having the best time. And I was, I was so mad. Like, great. Have a good time. Right. Hope you have a great time. (laughs) Truly one of the most infuriating moments of my life. I don't even think she's watched all the movies. Okay. That's really rude. (laughs) I know. That takes like no effort. Wait till you guys... As we predicted in the beginning of this episode, there's just too much to say about Harry Potter. And since we're kind of reaching our hour mark, we're going to have to split this up into two episodes. I called it. I called it. (laughs) I'm so excited. You really did. (laughs) It's like I knew. (laughs) Well, I guess that kind of gives away what we're going to be talking about in two weeks, (laughs) but join us again in two weeks for more Harry Potter discussion. Yeah, it'll be slightly different because I feel like this one, we talked more about what's happening in the books and the next one will be like stuff outside of the books. I agree. I feel like our next conversation is a little bit more in depth. I guess with that... We heckin' did it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Katie Bowler, for joining us. If you loved what you heard, uh, share us with your other bookish friends and family members. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review the show. And if you aren't already, subscribe to our Patreon. We release extra content pretty much every week. And if you're in certain tiers, you even get merch. You can also choose to buy us a book, which is a one-time donation option available through PayPal, which can be found in our link tree on Instagram at Novel Finds Podcast. If you have any book suggestions or questions, feel free to email us at novelfindspodcast at gmail.com. Our email, Patreon, and Instagram handle can be found in our bio. Again, thank you so much for listening. We will see you all in two weeks.